Prophet Bishop Wale Akiande of the Ahava International Ministries is a revivalist, an educator, and bridge builder called to awaken the church in this generation to kingdom wealth and divine health. Through miracles, breakthroughs, and deliverance, he invites the many to experience the supernatural presence and power of God. Through his teachings and prophetic accuracy, many lives have been transformed for the better. Join Bishop Wale as he shares the gospel of the kingdom and helps build and raise a new generation of leaders around the world through his apostolic mandate and mentorship. Now, what did Jesus Christ say? Because he has anointed me. Anointing is burden removing, yoke destroying, power of God that is at work in us. That means the influence, the power influence of God to lose burden, to destroy yokes. What do I mean? That means there are areas of my life, for instance, that I may be struggling or the areas of your life where you are struggling. Maybe you are struggling with death. The debt now you have, you are owing the bank, you are owing friends, you are owing people. You can't even pay your mortgage. You can't. You you can't. You you are in a financial mess. Maybe you are in a serious financial mess. There is an anointing. It's called the anointing, the divine power of God to break that yoke. What will the anointing do? It will release grace upon you. It will release favor upon you. It will release wisdom upon you. It will release divine power upon you. It will make all those wisdom, favor, goodness of God come alive to begin to walk in your life. Then it will go forth in the invisible realm. We are going to be going extensively into discussing all these things. And I will show you the how. It's going to go forth and begin to work on environment, work on people, work on situation that would make that situation to dissolve. It would dissolve situation or remove an obstacle. Or it will go for an open fresh door. It will open, it will lift up burdens. Things that have been so much worry, causing you so much anxiety and, and, and all manner of problems, the anointing goes forth and, and move it. It is supernatural. You cannot purchase the anointing. You cannot buy the anointing. It's not, it's not possible for you to buy. It belongs to the Holy Spirit. He said, the Holy Spirit has anointed me. The Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God is the one that releases the anointing. When he knows that you need it, when you desire the anointing to work, oh, I feel the anointing even right now. Oh, I, I experience the anointing right now. <laughs> Hallelujah. Oh, Lord, I release it. I declare, let the anointing go forth and begin to remove burdens, financial burden, let it break the ceilings, this, the financial ceiling and limitation that people have been experiencing. Let it begin to cut it off right now in the name of Jesus. Oh, yes, yes. Let it go forth and begin to remove those barriers, those, those limitations, those, those mindsets that is causing people to settle for less. Let the anointing begin to go forth and begin to lift it up. Lift those barriers. Lift those limitations in the mighty name of Jesus. Oh, thank you, Lord. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. So he says, Jesus said, because he has anointed me, the anointing 
is for many things and you're going to see it shortly it's not just only for the area of finance but the anointing is for every aspect of your life oh every aspect of your life is for your marriage to work is for your children to succeed is for your career to grow to develop is for every aspect of your life to be fruitful we're going to, there will be a time we're going to focus on the anointing. But today, we're laying foundation, transforming. But the next thing Jesus Christ said there is that he has anointed me to proclaim. To proclaim. I'm speaking by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit today. And I'm proclaiming the word of the Lord. Even to those that are, to those that are opposing the, the message of prosperity. And speaking into your life. That that spirit. That religious spirit. Will be broken off your life. In the name of Jesus. Oh hallelujah. Praise God. He said. Jesus Christ said. The Holy Spirit releases the divine power. The divine enable, enablement. Releases upon me to proclaim. So when I'm speaking. I'm speaking by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. What does that mean? For instance, as this is a practical example, when you go to your work, you don't just go empty. You know, you go, activate the anointing in your life. And as you go into a meeting, business meeting as an example, you say to the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, come and take charge. Oh, let me today speak. As I open my mouth, fill it with an anointed word. Fill it with anointed ideas. Philip, you see, a lot of people have limited the anointing to the four walls of a church. No. Four walls of a church. No. The anointing is for living. Hallelujah. Did you say, did you hear me? The anointing is what? Is for living. You are supposed to take the anointing to the classroom. You are supposed to take the anointing to where when you are reading. You are supposed to take the anointing. It is an oil. The, the invisible influence of God. The endowment of power of, of the Holy Ghost. Then you are supposed to take it to the boardroom. You are supposed to take it to your place of work. So as you relate with your colleagues, you are relating with them by the anointing. Hallelujah. Oh, so as you begin to speak, oh, they say, hey, how do you fix this? You give them 10 ideas on how to do it. They say, how did you get that? It's the Holy Spirit. Oh, hallelujah. The Holy Spirit knows everything. The Holy Spirit is the Spirit of God that knows everything. There is no subject matter, whether maths, physics, chemistry, accounting, uh, drama, uh, IT, name it, that the Holy Spirit doesn't know. The Holy Spirit created you. The Holy Spirit, the God, the Father, God the Son, and the Holy Spirit, they work together in Genesis 1 to create everything that exists. So how do you think the Holy Spirit doesn't know? The Holy Spirit knows the hidden things, things that are even not yet been discovered in sciences. The Holy Spirit knows it. So here, he's saying, Jesus Christ was giving us an idea, an idea that he, he said the Holy Spirit anointed me to proclaim in other words i don't speak i don't speak vain words i speak anointed word i speak words that are influenced by the holy spirit so when i'm speaking i expect environment to shift when i'm speaking i expect circumstances to obey when i'm speaking I'm speaking even to the material world i expect the material world to respond to the word that i speak Hallelujah. This is what Jesus Christ was 
releasing into the atmosphere. He said, I'm anointed to proclaim good news, not bad news. We said this is the year of speaking, the mouth. To speak what? To speak good news. To speak to create, to rebuild your destiny. To reshape your future. It doesn't matter what has happened in the last 20 years. It doesn't matter what has happened since you were born. It doesn't matter what your grandfather and your great-grandfather experienced and they did. This is the hour, this is the time that the eyes of the Lord are upon the world for us to begin to speak. This is a, de a, 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 a decade of speaking. When you begin to speak, you can correct the evils of the yesterday. I mean, yesterday, you can correct and readdress all the foundation that has been laid by your forefathers. They are not that they are not working fine. You can begin to correct things and put a limit on those things and prevent it from manifesting in your life. Your life can be fruitful. Your life can be meaningful. Your life can be an extraordinary life. Your life can be a great life. Hallelujah. So here he said, you, he said, the beauty of this scripture is this, and that is where I'm going. He said, I've been anointed by the Holy Spirit to proclaim good news. To who? To the poor. The very first people that Jesus Christ acknowledged in his ministry are the poor. Not poor in the spirit. No, 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 no. You see, that's a religious mindset. He's not talking to the people. He's not talking about poor in the spirit. There's another passage for that. And there's a different reason. There's a different sermon for that. But here, he's talking about people that are, that lack, that lack access to resource. People who do not have anything, who are living below their potential. Every human being on the planet, God has invested himself. Did you hear the word I said? God invested himself into you. God did not create anybody poor. Oh. God did not give birth to anybody poor. No. God created everyone with divine potential to be able to live out and release the grace, release divine potential, release divine ability, release their resourcefulness to the space, the time, the environment where they live. And that environment begun conditioned to respond to the greatness of God that he has invested in them. God has put so much in you. What has been happening is that a lot of people, rather than looking at in from within to what God has put in them and begin to release it by faith, stay in that position and begin to manifest everything that is in them, they are waiting for the environment to dictate to them. Hmm. They are waiting for the environment to show, to demonstrate that it's a favorable environment. Now, because it's a favorable environment, you can succeed. Because the environment is good now. Oh, you can invest. The environment is right now. You can do this and that. No. That's a wrong way for a believer. A believer is not waiting for an environment. An environment is waiting for a believer. Hallelujah. An environment is waiting for you. 
city is waiting for you. Nation is waiting for you. The Bible says, oh God, hallelujah. Oh, I'm jumping here. The son, you see, the whole creation is waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God. Did you hear that? The whole creation, business world, oh, hallelujah, communities, everywhere you are, the whole creation is waiting for you to manifest. That's what the Bible says. You are not waiting for environment to be right. You see, Christian, we complain about economy. We complain about the city I'm in. Oh, there are no opportunities. What? When there is a creative ability of God in you, when you are loaded with ideas, when you are loaded with opportunities, you cannot say that. The environment is waiting for you to manifest. You need to discover who God has created you to be and begin to release and begin to flow out and begin to move out and begin to manifest those things that God has put within you. Oh, hallelujah. Now, let's, 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 we are, we are doing some um, introduction today. Oh, hallelujah. We are setting foundations of what throughout this season, it may take us so many months, I don't know, that we're going to be talking about this and get people, everyone, to begin to walk in the fullness of who God has made them to be. Jesus Christ said, I've been giving good news to the poor. Why? So that they don't remain poor. Why? What is the good news to somebody that doesn't, that can't pay their bills? Somebody can't pay their bills. They are in debt. They don't even know where the next food is going to come, come from. The best news to somebody who do not know what to eat to, tonight is somebody bringing, telling them how to get the food or bringing the food to them to eat. That would be the good news. Here we say, we see Jesus Christ said, by the anointing, by the divine power, I'm speaking some good news. That divine power then goes upon the hearing and the person of the poor, that the poor misses faith with what they are hearing. Then they will arise and that anointing will destroy the yoke of poverty in their life. It will drive away the spirit of poverty. Poverty is a spirit. It will drive away the spirit of poverty and it will release them to a new dispensation to begin to rise above their circumstances. A poor person is a person, listen to me very carefully, a poor person is a person who has submitted to their circumstance, who their circumstance of lack, shortage, and so on, is governing them, is leading them, is oppressing them. So they have learned to submit to their circumstance. On the other hand, the moment you realize that no, my circumstances cannot dictate to me, my circumstances cannot rule over me, my circumstances cannot, uh, I'm not supposed to submit to my circumstance, my circumstance or situation is to submit to me, then you regain freedom 
you releases the anointing and then the anointing will break all those mindset all those invisible chains it will begin to cut it loose and position you for a move forward to begin to move and rise above your circumstance or situation and that is what god wants to do he has done it already you need to know it you need to receive it and you need to walk in it the first people that God, Jesus Christ, and announced that his ministry is to touch is are the poor people. That will tell me something. That God hates poverty so much. That the first thing, Jesus Christ did not say, I've been anointed to go and proclaim how to pray. He has been anointed to go and proclaim how to lead people, how to save people. Uh, I've been pro I've been anointed to go and and uh, and um, proclaim how to bring people to a place where they can begin to to realize something. No, he said I, I don't even have the right word to express this. He said I've been anointed to proclaim good news to the poor. A single out the first people. That is single out is poor. Why? So that they, they can get rid of their poverty supernaturally. Did you hear me? They can get rid of their poverty supernaturally. They should have told the, the poor and say, hey, go get a job. It's not, you know, poverty is not absence of or lack of job. No. There are people that are working and are still poor. There are people, as a matter of fact, there are people who do two jobs, who do three jobs, and yet they are still poor. There are people who have different investments, and yet they are still poor. There are people who do business. They have a business. Money is coming in, but the money is not enough. The financial means is not enough to take care of their needs so they are still poor. So it is possible to have a job and be poor. It is possible to have a business and be poor. It is possible not to have anything and be poor. So poverty is not based on whether you have a job or you have a business. I've seen people and I've heard people share and preach it a lot that, oh, go get a job. When you want to deal with your poverty, go get a job. And it's an insult. It's an insult on those who are poor thinking or experiencing poverty, thinking you are thinking that they are lazy, thinking that uh, they don't have money. Yet there is an aspect of poverty that the Bible recognizes that a lazy person, uh, somebody that is not diligent in their work, will become poor. There is an aspect of that, and I know that in, the, in, in Proverbs. But you cannot say everybody who is poor do not have jobs. Some of them, like I said, they have good jobs, but they lack understanding. They lack wisdom. They lack the know-how. They lack the skill and certainly lack the anointing to be able to retain what they are making or to be able to know how to dispense these resources, to be able to know how to efficiently manage these resources that these resources will produce and produce and multiply or increase. There's an aspect to that. So there's so many things. There are so many things that needed to be covered 
throughout this base period. And we will be taking it a piece at a time. So Jesus Christ said, the, I have so much. That is why Jesus Christ took time. More than three-thirds of Jesus Christ's parable was to teach on stewardship, teach on financial education, teach on um, kingdom education, kingdom education, kingdom wisdom, where provision, finances, and so on is concerned. That is why Jesus Christ used so many illustrations, teaching and teaching and teaching, so that people will be educated and people will know exactly what to do. And the anointing then goes into work and releases, it makes the journey become um, burden-free. So they are no longer burdensome. They are now free from that yoke of bondage. So it's so but after he spoke clearly about freedom through preaching, through proclamation to the poor, then he now began to look at other people. I must say to you that this other list has taken the front row in the body of Christ than the preaching to the poor. The preaching to the poor, Jesus Christ considers as number one. But most places in the body of Christ, we consider it later. Look at it. Or not consider it at all. Jesus Christ said, after mentioning the poor, he now said, he has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners, recovery of sight for the blind, healing, to set the oppressed free, deliverance. So he started now talking about healing ministry. He started talking about deliverance ministry. He started talking about all those things. But the first that he put in that order was freedom, liberty, awareness, proclamation, speak in all different things facet that you can talk was to the poor so God is saying something to us Jesus is saying something to us I want to read another scripture to you then I'll give you some definition for today turn with me to Luke 7 Luke 7 when Jesus Christ was doing his ministry the Bible says it was healing and it was delivering people all manner of things were happening in his ministry then on one occasion, in fact, it was after this, this Luke 7 from verse 18 to 23 took place after a miracle in Nain. Jesus Christ went to a city called Nain, N-A-I-N, and a little boy has just died. I think that was the only child of the, of the mother. And Jesus Christ went there, raised that child from the dead. What a great, great, great miracle. And then they went, the, the fame of Jesus Christ went all over. That wow, a prophet has come who was able to raise the dead. And then Jesus Christ, um, then the news went, the disciples went and gave the news to John the Baptist. And here was John the Baptist's response. In verse 18, from verse 18 I'm reading it, John the Baptist sent messengers to Jesus after receiving the news. Then the disciples of John reported to him concerning all these things. So they told that, hey, great miracles are happening. There's one person, Jesus Christ is doing it. Great miracles and cause. So John the Baptist said this. And John, calling two of his disciples to him, sent them to Jesus and saying, what did they say they should go and do? 
he sent them to go and ask Jesus, are you the coming one? Are you the one coming? Or do we look for another? That was quite an insulting question in the sense that God, the real, the only purpose that John the Baptist was alive, the only purpose why God sent him to this earth is to make known Jesus Christ. That was his ministry. is to prepare the way of Jesus Christ and to make it known. And he did that. He said, I heard, he said, I saw heaven open and I heard a voice saying, this is the one that is to come. So he had an encounter. He had a testimony of the one to come. And yet, in this case, on this occasion, it was almost in doubt. There are many things you are going to hear during this series. And they are going to be rooted in the scripture. In fact, you will look at that scripture as if you have not read it before. Please, be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. Because I am going to be communicating to you as a prophet of God that has been given this assignment for the body of Christ. You need to go back and read your Bible. And don't just discount it. Because if you discount it, you will never experience the goodness. You will never experience the best of God in this area. That doesn't mean you are not a Christian. It only means that you may suffer long. And it only means that you are just going to stay poor. Stay living from hand to mouth. Stay not having enough resources. Stay broke and so on. If you are satisfied, with that kind of living, that's okay. But if you are not satisfied with that kind of living, you need to remove your religious heart and put it aside and be ready to flow with the Spirit even as the Word will come because there will be divine instruction concerning what you are to do and how you are to act. And there will be direct Word that is coming from some people that you will need to take that Word and act on it immediately. Then you will see the move of God in this area. Oh, thank you for angelic manifestation. Oh, I just sense my angels. Oh, thank you, Lord, for sending those angels. Oh, let them begin to go to work. Let them begin to touch lives. Let them begin to touch situations and begin to rearrange appointments. Oh, divine grace, let it be available. Oh, right now, angels go forth and begin to work for the people. Make things manifest. Let the kingdom, those packages from heaven, Lord, that people will receive it. And Lord, they will begin to experience breakthroughs in the name of Jesus. Thank you for listening today to the Bishop Wale podcast.